<clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. This guy wouldn't even go down on me, and I was giving him head. It's just like, you know what? I am not going to call you anymore, even if you do have nice abs and you look good. Lo and behold, like, after a week or so of not speaking to me, he actually ended up screwing my friend in Boracay. Let's talk about sex. Oh, yes. Love, relationships, and mental health. The Sexy Minds Podcast, hosted by the Philippines' all-time bachelor, DJ Tony Tony, and the country's sex therapist, Doc Rika Cruz, powered by Podcast Network Asia. <laughs> so, okay. welcome to the Sexy Minds Podcast, powered by Pod Machine. My name is Tony Tony. And this is Doc Rika, and together we will be talking about anything and everything sex-related. Trust me, we can handle this. And if you'd like to share your stories of sex, fantasies, your kinks, relationship, personal issues, email us thesexyminds at gmail.com or leave us a voice message at bit.ly slash thesexyminds.hotline. All right, Doc. So tonight we have another special guest, Leia. Uh, I believe she's single in her late 20s, early 30s. And uh, we're going to get to know more about her and her dating lifestyle and uh, I know she likes the foreigners and uh, you know um, the guys that uh, uh, I guess have red flags she's uh, she's very good in particular at picking out guys with red flags so let's oh. hear it straight from the horse's mouth hey Leia hey Leia hey <laughs> it's a very good description tony thanks oh, when no. you say when you say she likes guys with red flags what kind of red flags are we talking about red flags in a way that when it comes to my dating life i've probably experienced a big majority from catfishing to uh mama's boys to uh even like guys who were taken or married or whatever, depending on me. And I'm just like, oh my God, all right then. Or guys who can't really commit for anything, for sure, at a certain age. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what do, what do you do? Well, uh, I'm actually a journalist as well, but I can't mm -hmm. disclose the sort of publication I work for. So, mm -hmm. uh, but what... In my line of work, it's always just about getting to know people. So it kind of ended up like working in my dating life as well. That I was able to suss out a big majority of potential red flags before it could even happen. Because I've been on the dating apps for such a long time, like six years, fully single and just dating around. It kind of gave me a bit of an edge to just like watch out for it. But you know, there is still times when I'm just like, why am I doing this with you? And I'm still like, oh, why am I still here? But I guess it's more like a toxic dick spell more than anything. <laughs> or at least that's what I recognize with it. How, how was your, I guess, growing up uh, dating history? Were you the, oh. the one to always want to be in a relationship and then now okay you know what i've been single for six years let's just enjoy this i think like uh before i think every single girl kind of grew up with the idea of having um the perfect relationship and that was kind of what i was like going for especially since i was exposed to like a lot of disney 
But then I ended up realizing like my early 20s when I was with this older guy that it just wasn't meant to happen because I was at this point where I was thinking, you know what, Um, my parents hooked up way too early and had kids. I did not want to end up being like that. So I guess my last serious one and my emotional maturity wasn't for that at that time that I just ended up not really committing to anything other than my job or if I'm trying to date I usually just I usually don't see it going any further because I know the guy's not going to go any further as well okay so how are you able to manage that you know what I mean like most most women won't pursue anything unless it's the real deal you somewhat sort of not mastered, but sort of ha- you're better at managing casual encounters. Um, and, and we've talked briefly, you've gone through a lot. Your body count is pretty high, um, you know, <laughs> being in Asia. Um, roughly, do you know the number? I think I stopped counting after a double-digit number, yeah. <laughs> I, think we're, okay. I stopped counting under f- what? 30 or so okay already yeah i stopped counting i started having sex relatively early and growing up in the kind of uh educational background i had and where i was originally from like it was so normal back then but when it came to here i just realized like okay like everyone here is having sex no matter what so it kind of i kind of stopped counting the body count already when you say you're you were where you studied back in the day. Was that in the Philippines or in another country? No, it was in another country. And it was just normal to, you know, have sex and be protected at that time. And my, my mother was always quite open about me doing that as long as I was safe and not getting knocked up. Like she so how old were you counting. with your first experience? I think I was like 14. Wow. Okay. I think I was 14, yeah. And was it here in the Philippines or another country? Uh, so my first experience that actually happened in the Philippines with this guy, I was on here for vacation and he just mm. went to this gym that I went to. I thought he was cute. And then when it finally came down to it, I actually felt like I didn't even lose my virginity at that point because <laughs> I didn't feel anything. I, I don't know. I didn't feel anything. <laughs> I didn't feel like it. It was like the second time I had sex. It was with a different person and it was a, a boyfriend at that. And now that's when I actually felt, oh, okay. I, I, I feel like I'm not a virgin anymore. That's what oh, it feels like. So the first time was like nothing. Nothing because you couldn't feel anything. Where was and this at 14? I mean, no one knows anything at that age, right? Or at least no no personal experience at 14. Where where did this happen? Classic, you couldn't really like take the guy home to the parents' house or anything. And it was after um it was after the gym. <laughs> As well. Wow! So he was. He was you were fourteen, and how old this is guy? Yeah, he was sixteen. He had his own oh, car. Wow! Yeah, he was oh. sixteen. 
He had his own ride at 16. Damn. Yeah, he did. He did. But, you know, I was thinking in the back of my head, it was like, my God, my dad's really nice car is just like right there and I'm doing it in a really shitty Toyota Via. So it was just like, I, I could have done way better at that time. My goodness. There's, uh, you know, at 14, I would just think of, that's the last thing on my mind is, is what kind of car? It's just I just want to get it on with. Well, if you had a family like mine where they're all into that, then yeah, that's what you that's what you look at. <laughs> okay, so your first experience wasn't so great. It wasn't meaningful. It was just spur of the moment kind of thing. And did it lead yeah. to anything else? I mean, no, no, and it was funny because I ended up. Yeah, I ended up, uh, it didn't lead to anything else. I, he didn't contact me. I never saw him again up until like I was 18. And he was already like, you know, trying to be uh, very, uh, it's like the, he was just like that over eager, typical kind of like um, Mayaban guy at 21, where he's just like, you know, I have this already, I have that. But then I remember, you know what, dude, your dick was really small and I still remember it. I do not want to get anywhere near that at all. Okay. So. I, I know penis is very, for each girl, it's very subjective in terms of length, girth. Um, do you have a limit and a maximum for, for size? I think my limit would be... I mean, in terms of size, it doesn't normally matter. Uh, like, okay, like six inches to like seven is like a minimum. Eight or nine, that's like my max. But it doesn't usually matter to me how big your, you know, your penis is. It's more like how you use it and how you would actually make me feel in the bedroom. Otherwise, it, you know, it's just going to be bad overall. Yeah. Um. Have you had, since you've had a high body count, uh, and I'm sure a lot of women who aren't inexper are inexperienced with casual encounters, have you had more bad experiences with casual encounters or they, they can become great? There were some great ones, but that's the thing. Like when I look at my casual encounters, I would say that a significant amount of them actually turned out to be great. Like I ended up being friends with them or we still talk to this very day or, you know, we still fool around sometimes if I'm in town or if he's in a certain place, but I've had some bad encounters and that's why I choose not to remember who those guys are. Actually, frankly speaking, I, I don't even know, like, their last names <laughs> okay so what, what are some of the bad experiences that to warn the little girls out there or even the women who plan on trying it for the first time what what are what were some of the experiences that you had like trying it for the first time like when it comes to actually casual dating yeah. i would say that first and foremost don't ever have that high expectation that the guy is just going to call you back like right after you've done it. That's like one thing. And like a lot of girls that I know over here, like the moment that they give out 
you know, let's call it their cherry or like their punani or something. Like they immediately get so attached because the thing is like, I, I ended up finding out about this only like two years ago. But the reason why girls become so attached after sex is because we have like this particular chemical or release that kind of chemical after sex where we get attached to that person. And when it comes to like dating around here, especially with expats, like most of them are just really here to screw around. Mm-hmm. It's like this place, especially in Asia, it's their, you know, it's their cherry picking ground where they know that they're like the unicorn. It's, it's like the same if I go to a different country, like if I go to the States or if I go anywhere in Europe, because I'm such a rare commodity or I'm like so unique, a lot of guys would match with me. A lot of guys would try to get it on with me. But it's like different for guys here because in a way, there's just so many, like they would meet someone on the street and it's like, oh yeah, like I would get you. And a lot of girls here mistakenly enough are thinking that, hey, um, I'm going to be like, this guy is so great. And then after that, she gets so bummed out that he's not texting her like the next couple of days or that he's screwing around with another girl that she feels so entangled. And I would just say that, okay, like just know what to expect or what could possibly happen because it's only quite rare to find a foreigner here who is actually not screwing around unless he's relatively new, like, you know, He's uh, fresh off the boat. Interesting. So do most local women think that expats are here for just for fun and can't be serious or not all? But there's the big majority. Like if you go on Tinder right now, you would, well, at least from a girl's perspective, I know for guys it's, it's different because guys here usually have the trouble of like trying to figure out if the girl that they're talking to is actually a woman or she's like not an escort or is she looking for a relationship? Because I think that's like the big drawback of using dating apps here. Well, I've been using Tinder here for quite some time and I always see the same guys that I would see on the street here on Tinder or even on Bumble. And they would say certain things that, oh, yeah, I'm looking for this. But the reality is they wouldn't necessarily delete their Tinder or Bumble after just meeting you first. They're just going to go around. And that's the truth of it, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of girls that I know, they would uh, they used to go out to some bars in Makati, meet a guy, look at this nice rooftop hostel and like hang out there they meet a guy they think it's like oh great and screwing and then next thing you know the guy doesn't call them back or he has to leave she messages him she becomes heartbroken and there's that vicious cycle again so are you more or less desensitized with expats uh or you're optimistic i'm desensitized i'm pretty much um jaded at this point about some a big majority of the guys here like it's very rare for me to actually meet someone who you know who would be on the same page as me okay yeah 
because I'm not I'm not saying I'm not like looking for a relationship or something or whatever but like it's hard to actually get into that mindset when you're dating here and there's like so many other girls who actually match with the same guy fuck the same guy so that's kind of what happens okay so, so I guess you would rather just you know yeah um have fun, have fun with them yeah and yeah just go with the flow you did say that it's difficult for you to find a guy that's on the same page as you are. What page is this? What okay. do you want? Like, for me, I really like it when there's a, a witty, intellectual guy out there who has some sort of class or standards. Here, there's barely anything. Like, sure, some guys here, they look good in a suit or something, but the reality is, like, they're going around to like the you know same bars almost every other night of the week and hooking up with different girls i saw that happen a bunch of times and i'm just like mm, yeah no because you would see it like sometimes they wouldn't even tell you like hey i'm out and it turns out they're going to this bar and they're like hooking up with this girl and it, it happened to me a few times before where i saw that this guy was kind of like seeing out with another girl and I swear to God he almost like you know really like whoa why are you here why did you why are you out and I'm like well shouldn't I be out and why are you who's this <laughs> but obviously like it wasn't anything but it was more just like yeah okay now I see where you're at so you don't have to lie to me about that I would appreciate it if a guy was actually honest in saying hey, I'm here, let's just go with the flow. I mean, let's hang out, see where things go, but do not, you know, lie and blatantly make me feel stupid. That's the problem with a lot of the guys here. They end up just doing that just so they shouldn't hurt the girl's feelings. But I think, at least I would speak for some of the people that I know that, the girls especially, that they would appreciate the honesty more than the bullshit. Okay, so where does your dating history, what has been some of the best moments of it? Your best hookups? Mm. Uh, the best hookup was with this Norwegian uh, Filipino guy that I ended up matching up with on Tinder like, way back. Um, he was traveling through here. He was like doing a diving course in the Philippines for like three to four months. And when he was with me, like it was, I knew he was going to leave. Right. But we had a wonderful time that we even ended up traveling together. We were always out. And, you know, while it was a fling and we both knew it, we had amazing sex. There was that wonderful connection right there. And when he was here, he only had eyes for me. And he had that respect to not like, you know, message other girls while I'm with him because frankly enough, he was actually with me almost like every other day of the week. So it was nice, but we both knew that it was going to come to uh, to an end. And that what, was one of the what, best. What made it the greatest sex for you? Uh, for obviously just to elaborate a little more on what's great sex for you? What do you like? What do you enjoy? Hi there, I'm Clara. 
Lam Dusko. We're the hosts of Adult Content, a podcast made by adults for adults. Where we talk about everything and anything on love, sex, dating. <laughs> But really, it's just all about sex. <laughs> Check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you there. Adult Content is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. I like it when a guy can be a bit, you know, passionate and rough. There's always just that thing about, uh, I don't know, maybe because I, I can do both being a dom, being a dom and also being a sub, but I like it when a guy can actually take control and better. And I also like receiving, like if a guy doesn't go down on you and He just expects you to give. It, it's really like so one-sided and you don't get off. I had it happen to me like, when was that? Three or four weeks ago. Like this guy wouldn't even go down on me and I was giving him head and it's just like, you know what? I am not going to call you anymore. Even if you do have nice abs and you look good. Lo and behold, after a week or so of not speaking to me, he actually ended up screwing my friend in Boracay. No way. Seriously. Yeah. Wait, so you will not give a text or a call back if a guy doesn't go down on you or if he doesn't do anything to please you, at least? I mean, he doesn't do anything to please. Like, it was just like we were seeing each other like repeatedly over the course of three months. And nothing was really like, it was just the same stuff. Like, okay, like I'm there with you. We chill out, talk about life. And the next thing, no, okay, I'm just going to do this very vanilla move of just like, you know, going on top of you, missionary, whatever. And then I'll be done in like the next 15 minutes. It's like, uh, okay. Wait, so this lasted pretty long for you not to say anything about you him not going down. Did well, you I was seeing up? also... Well, I was seeing also another guy at that time who was giving me that, so it wasn't a problem. <laughs> okay. I just like talking to that guy because he was very smart. But and at the exact same time, he was also giving me that vibe that, yeah, you know what? I really like you. And so I was thinking like, you know what? I'm going to just like train you a little bit. Like, let's see if you can actually go down on me. But no, he never did that. He never did. Not even like, He wouldn't even let me go on top of him, actually. Not at all. So wait, he didn't let you go on top of him, but he would be on top of you, correct? Yeah, he didn't want me going on top. He didn't want, um, what else didn't he like? He also didn't like it uh, if I, you know, if I started anything, he always had to be the one to start it, which at first I thought was like, okay, maybe you're just trying to be a dumb. But then I realized like he was just very vanilla. And that was his perception of how sex is. Like he just gets on top, he'll be done in 15 minutes, and then maybe he'll start again. But then I'd have to start with him by giving him a blowjob. Because apparently it was really good, according to him at least. So, Doc. Doc, how, how does one, I guess, communicate mm. when you have already said it to the guy? I mean, if he doesn't do it, 
is it is it the right thing? I mean, well, there's no right, there's no wrong. You know, if a guy doesn't want to do it or a girl doesn't want to do it, but mm. I mean, it, three months is ninety days. There's enough time there to pick up a new skill, right? If you really like the girl, yeah, and and really want to please her, or at least, it, you know, I mean, if well, and then again, I, I in my head, I'm thinking most girls, if a guy can't do it right, don't do it at all. So maybe he's thinking. I'm not great at eating pussy, so why don't I just not do it so I don't ruin it? He wasn't even open to using toys, so. Oh, then that's a problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that would be a real issue. Like, I, I personally don't mind using toys in replacement of going down. Um, but if a guy doesn't want to use toys nor go down, then he's, isn't that kind of selfish, Doc? You know, that, okay, she gets the blowjob. She gives him a blowjob, but he doesn't reciprocate. Yeah, he's not the giver kind of person. It may be um, because he's afraid and insecure, and he doesn't know, like, he doesn't know how to do these things. Maybe he's thinking that he doesn't have the skills, like what you said. And if it's, you know, if he doesn't do it right, then might as well not do it. That's one um, reason. Another reason could be he's he's just really not the kind of person who's open to exploring. Maybe sex for him is more of a way to show control over women and that's it. Is that why yeah. he wants to be on top? And she wasn't allowed to be on top or at least he did not like it, correct? Mm. Yeah. Like I haven't heard that. You know, and most guys... Um, sort of, well, not all, but a lot of guys are tamad, right? And they wouldn't mind having a girl always be on top. I mean, I don't mind. Did you ever ask him why he doesn't want you on top? Like, mm -hmm. was there a good... I mean, like, I tried asking him that because there was this one night where I went to his place and I was just like, you know what? For a change... I actually got on top of him on the couch and I was just like, you know, sitting on his lap already. And next thing after like five minutes, he's like, okay, um, let's just go upstairs now. Just like, it was probably like one of the most, that was one of the last, that was actually the last time I saw him. It was the most robotic thing ever. And I was just like, okay, you know what? Um, you're very boring and you're just relying on the size of your dick to get things done, which you know, was a nice one. Like, you know, it it was a it was a nicely sized dick. <laughs> but the what, what's was, a nicely sized he, dick? He just, <laughs> I guess eight or nine? Because you're you're curve. laughing, right? <laughs> it, had, it had a curve as well, so it, it felt good. Okay. So yeah. The way it was the way God made it was it was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. And, you know, I had a nice view as well. Like, he had abs. He had these, you know, really nice piercing blue eyes. Good to look at. I mean, yeah. I don't mind giving. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, hello, where is that? Is it in the, obviously, in your lineup of, of, of men, has the foreigners surpassed the local guys for you in terms of sexual 
I guess, gratification, satisfaction, because you lean towards more of the expats, right? So is it because of size or is it they, they're, they're more engaged rather than the local guys? I, I, I don't know. I think it's because they were more engaged and there was no, um, they weren't afraid to get sloppy, like at all. Like if they wanted to do something, which I would really turn me on. Like, I mean, like there was just this thing with uh, this guy that I was seeing, the other one. The first time we met, and this is probably like one, like a really good one. We didn't even do it after a few times that we were seeing each other, but it was a lot of teasing. Like very smart guy who knew what he was doing with his hands, who knew exactly how to, you know, make that kiss even more, memorable in a way so he was more engaged to doing certain things while this guy wasn't while the the this guy is really good with his hands and all that he he didn't have that you know nicely sized god-given a, a you know appendage but that one i lean more towards to for a while okay so for the women listening, how, what are the steps in in having a successful one night stand? Um, what what are the key things to to keep note? Um, I think like for myself, I just go with the flow of things. Like, I mean, normally speaking, if I don't really like the guy, I would actually leave like within like thirty minutes or something, or after the first date but if it really went well we ended up going to his or my place i you know like if the guy wants to leave the next morning then that's fine don't expect the guy to stay over and like huddle or whatsoever in my case it's the same as well but if he wants to text if he wants to call if he wants to meet up again then that's just a good sign i wouldn't i wouldn't put any um tips towards it it's just being yourself and okay, letting things well, flow well how about meeting up like i mean for the first time you're swiping or you're you get introduced to, to to someone what are the protocols do you do you meet at a bar do you meet do you go for lunch dinner is food included or oh no what just come over let's just fuck or let's just come over and i mean and like i i'm i'm the kind of it usually depends on my mood because like i use apps like bumble and tinder and how i made my bio is like if you actually can pick out a certain thing from my bio and use that as a one-liner me and you're trying to speak to me as it's like okay like he's really trying hard then i was like okay yeah you know what let's go for a drink and see how things go or if he's a really wholesome guy like this come other over. guy that I matched. Just come over. <laughs> no, this no, this wholesome guy though. I had a, I had a date with him a couple of days ago, and it was you know it was nice because this guy was kind of like the complete opposite of me in terms of you know going out and partying. He doesn't do that. He prefers reading. He's very smart and um, he likes to travel. He's very fit, so that that's good for me as well because. I'm also active. I'm also actively working out 
So that was a nice change because we actually went and had a coffee and there was no alcohol involved because the big majority of my hookups would, or even like, you know, meet matching with someone on Bumble or Tinder was usually like, hey, do you want to go out for drinks? Guys, like what I realized here, they don't normally go for dinner because dinner is something that you have to sit towards to for like 45 minutes. And then if you don't have anything in common, just that amount of time that it takes to eat and then, you know, get the bill, it takes a while. So interesting. A drink isn't, yeah, yeah. A drink Actually, isn't that's this way. Magastos pa. <laughs> yeah, it is my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I never, I never, it never occurred to me. Okay, so yeah, tea's good. Tea, coffee over over dinner and uh, and drinks, because that would that that could be a disaster if it's if it's a bad match or you guys aren't compatible. Yeah, yeah. I, like even from my guy friend's perspective, like they would always tell me, like, yeah, like I'm meeting up with this girl for a drink. I'm like, okay. So where are you guys going? And then he would tell me the place. I'm like, ah, okay. All right. If it's usually how I see it is if a guy is trying to impress someone, he would take her to a really nice bar somewhere. Like, you know, the easiest way for a big majority of girls is like, okay, like we go to this particular bar, they're already quite impressed. Okay, but- so what's a what's a bar? What's a bar that's at least you know that the guys spending a little more and 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 is somewhat you know trying to i guess peacock his way into into, uh, into the pants yeah like usually like there's few bars in uh bgc that are quite good for that okay can i tell the name yeah yeah you might as well i mean yeah yeah refuge is a good one okay the refuge because you can sit there you can talk it's a bit more private uh um, lit yeah lit and Surendra is pretty good. Okay. And Makati, like, you know, there, there's a few more over there. Those are all relatively private. And, you know, yeah, you, you can buy a nice bottle of wine or you can, you know, have a few glasses of whiskey or a few G&Ts. Loosens you up. If you actually like the girl or she likes you as well, then next thing you know, you just see where the night goes. Are you the type that if alcohol is involved, there's a there's a higher chance, there's a greater chance you'll sleep with that guy that night as opposed Not, to no alcohol? When I was younger, yeah. But at this point in my life, like I already have a very high tolerance for alcohol. And in my life, work, I'm always just like, okay, you know what? No matter what, I will always still observe people. Like my sense of observation is still relatively alert. So, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't affect, like, if I want to sleep with the guy or what. I wouldn't, the one time that I wanted to sleep with someone, I would say, hey, uh, do you want to come over to my place? Or he would say that to me first. I'm just like, all right, then, let's see, let's have a few drinks at his place or my place. We both really like each other. Has there been a point where you've actually been on the bed or he's been over a guy's been over you've been over and you just felt no you don't want to do this you nah i'm not gonna I'm well not gonna. they they will at this point they would well if that was the case they wouldn't be even at my place okay because it's yeah because i i have this tendency of compartmentalizing 
if I really like someone, I would go for it. And I know he, we would be on the same wavelength. Like, it's like me, like even with this guy that I have who's, uh, who's coming into town, uh, we already have a good vibe. We already know that we're going we're gonna to screw. So, so you, you, you actually have a pre, pre-plotting the dates to have sex. That's interesting. I mean, sometimes. I mean, couples don't even do that, right, Doc? I mean, most couples don't have sex anymore after marriage. Uh, But I like how you've actually put it as a priority on on your calendar. Okay, we're going to have sex this day, this month. Um, So it's it's quite active. How many times a a week are you having sex? Um, Well, if this guy is coming, it's going to be at least like, Oh no, three or four times in a week because he's just going to be here. <laughs> yeah, that, in my area. Yeah, yeah. And pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, how was it? What was was it a higher oh. number? Pre-pandemic, I was traveling, so it was a bit on the higher side. <laughs> okay, so yeah, six, seven times a week. Uh, it was like five at the most because like i'm thinking my okay my punani needs to rest at least like two days and if i like someone maybe we'll go at it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, punani. it so, makes more sense the soreness the soreness the soreness hurts the same guy right uh-huh. or different guys same guy different guys the four or four times a week uh the four times a week is basically a different guy he's coming into town but I, we've been ha- we've been talking for a while because I, I actually met him in a different country that he was just like, hey, I'm coming to the Philippines. So I'm like, oh, okay. How many, <laughs> Great. So we are. How, how many guys have you, different guys within a week? What, what was your max that you can recall? Like Pre-pandemic? Like, yeah. Like how many guys did you have on rotation? What was your lineup? Like, well, okay. So my, my rotation is relatively simple it usually depends on my mood on who i want to see okay so yeah i i would see this guy for like maybe during this week or uh if i don't feel like seeing him or if i just wanted to chill out i wouldn't see him i would go with another one because i'm I, i'm not the type that goes around like each different day i go out on a date with a different guy no that's not me because like that you know i I don't want to do that. That's too exhausting. And I have a very weird schedule with my job. So I have to always be in tune with my job, no matter what. Okay. So it wasn't as many within the week. It was more of one dude many times within the same week. Yeah. But before that, when I was traveling there, uh, in this particular country that I went to, there were like three guys when I was there and I was in I was in this country for at least three weeks. So I had to like, okay, like I'm gonna see this one, see this one, this one, and this one. And it's like, okay guys, I'm gonna go. So you were able to sleep with all three within the three weeks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Hi mga matchat sexy chismosa, ako nga pala si Makoy ang inyong corporate slave At ako nga pala si Ingo, ang inyong corporate lucky Nabalitaan nyo na ba yung pinakabagong chismis? Nandito na kami ngayon sa Podcast Network Asia Oo nga, kaya samahan nyo kami sa longest Longest? Running Ay yung pinakamahaba? Comedy podcast sa buong Pilipinas 
Di ba ba, Longis, yung pinakamahaba? Oo, oh, man, tayong pinakamahaba. Ang macho chismisa. Dahil ang tunay na macho, chismoso. Pag Longis ba, tayo rin yung pinakamatigas? What was uh, probably the most adventurous? Uh, the, the most adventurous thing before COVID was, well, I was at the rooftop bar of this city, like somewhere in the Middle East. And it was me and this guy who's a real estate agent. And he was just like, okay, you know what? Let's go somewhere. And I remember it was New Year's around that time. Uh, we ended up doing it at the actual uh, secret rooftop level of this bar. It was like 40 floors and it was just him and I right there doing it. <laughs> there was like a big office building on one side that you could see people working. <laughs> oh, wow. This was uh, sunset? Yeah, roughly around sunset. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Nothing adventurous in in the Philippines. Um, uh, what's adventurous in the Philippines? Hmm. I guess one of the craziest things I'm trying to actually remember. Oh, I had sex on the beach in Palawan with this British guy that I met. Okay. Which means? Uh, <laughs> no, because there are a lot of sand mites there. <laughs> no, well, it wasn't in, the, in on the beach itself, but it was like, I think it was in Quran or something. I don't know. I forgot. But like, we did it there, and then we both decided to go for a swim. We ended up skinny dipping. I was mm-hmm. really drunk around that time already, and we just ended up like doing it in the water as well. <laughs> So when we came out, there were a bunch of fishermen there, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I had to cover up my boobs, and I was like, okay, um, I talked out in the water, nothing to see here. But I was still, you know, submerged happily, but him, on the other hand, his dick was still out, and he was just like, what the hell? Yeah, I think with I don't the, know if they're watching. With the Europeans, it's fine. I think they're more open with the... Uh showing their their junk yeah yeah they were i would have been too if i, if I wasn't in the philippines <laughs> so what's your favorite part of a man's body well favorite part of a man's body would have to be his brain <laughs> otherwise i'm not gonna fuck like no matter how good looking this guy is i wouldn't do him Primarily because he wouldn't be attractive to me intellectually. So you've never slept with models or celebrities? Um... Uh, not here, no. Because I find that the big majority of them, like especially some of the models, it's not something to be impressed with. So I don't normally, yes, you're a pretty face, but I don't see myself doing you unless you have something unique to offer on the table for me. I guess like nine, nine, actual conversation. nine to ten inches. <laughs> nine to, I wouldn't even get near nine to ten inches if it like if it was attached to like a very good looking Chris Hemsworth type. <laughs> Unless it was Chris Hemsworth. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Well, I wouldn't say yeah. no that too. See? Uh, what's the favorite part of your body? Mm. Definitely my boobs. 
I love my boobs. You have big boobs? Yeah. Okay. Doc, Good you got, the, you got the 10 questions? Oh, yeah. Now it's my time to, time to ask questions. You just need to answer, right? Okay. Okay. Do you spit or swallow? That depends on who it is, but if it was someone I really like, I swallow. Damn. It, if it's what? If it's someone I like, I swallow. You swallow. So it really depends if you like the person or not. Yeah. You like the lights dim off or on? Well, I've done it with my window open. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> are, no, you, are you a moaner or are you a quiet kind of um, person in bed? Quiet? No, I'm a moaner. Absolutely. And a screamer too. Oh, it's what's really your favorite good. line that you like to scream? Uh, I was like, I would actually say, oh my fucking God, keep going, keep going. <laughs> That's how you do it. Are you a giver or are you a receiver? Um, I am, I would say I'm a mixture of both because I, I like to give, but I also like to receive good back. What I give you, you have to give to me as well. Mm -hmm. So you need yeah, so someone who reciprocates. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite position? Oh, that's an interesting question. There's quite a few. <laughs> Top of mind? Uh, so I usually like doing reverse cowgirl. Like, I always like it when a guy, you know, bends me over and stuff. But there's this one that it, it's really, like, one of my favorites. But no guy has ever done It's like the wheelbarrow. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. That one's yeah. good. But no guy here can actually do it unless it was like a six foot one or six foot two really yeah, athletic guy. Yeah. True. Yeah. And I also like it when a guy lifts me up and, you know, fucks me against the wall. So that's true. That's it's hot. hot too. Blowjobs, yes or no? Yes. Absolutely. You being eaten out. Yes. Yes. Or no? yes. Anal sex. Yeah, I've done it. I'm open to it again. I mean, it just has to be like a lot of practice on my end because no one has done it or I don't like anyone enough to do it. <laughs> Are you a quickie or an all-nighter? That usually depends on my mood and who, um, if the guy's stamina is like high enough or if I'm actually well-rested at <laughs> that day too. That really depends. Yeah. Um, sex toys. Are you into huh? sex toys? Are you yeah. into sex toys? Yes, what kind of sex toys do you have? So I have this new one. It's like the one with the clit sucking thing. Mm -hmm. That one's really good. Um, one of my friends sent it over to me from the States. And it's been amazing. I also have mm -hmm. like this uh, eight or nine inch dildo at home that I use at times so I'm just like really riled up and stressed from work and there's no one to contact so I would just like yeah do that I also have a vibrator as well it's also mm -hmm. in the shape of a lipstick but uh, yes. sometimes I'm mm -hmm. sad but not enough okay um would you rather masturbate or have someone to have sex with uh because you know, there's no, for me, it's like, I can get myself off way faster than a guy who's actually just trying to get to know me for the first time in bed. 
So there are times that I actually just prefer doing it myself. Like I love to masturbate. Because mm-hmm. I do know how to get myself off. Yeah, I do. All right. Okay. And lastly, what is your fantasy? You've had a lot of experiences, but what's your fantasy right now that you still want to do? And you still well, want to experience? Well, I definitely want like a legitimate Michelle Maroney uh 365 days experience <laughs> that's what i want okay. i think with michelle maroney get that yeah yeah with michelle maroney that's what i want michelle maroney. Oh. <laughs> and lastly if you have something if you have an advice to give out to all our listeners what would it be um uh, lastly i would say is don't um don't expect too much and just go with the flow have fun don't think about anything the next day and yeah just enjoy yourself it's mostly all right right. i think that's really how you do it just go with the flow and enjoy yourself not expecting about anything yes okay thank you so much leah (laughs) oh leah let me ask can i can i ask her one one last question Uh, since you asked a tip for the girls, is there any tips for the guys, the local guys, to be better in bed? I mean, with your experiences, um, to help them out, to help us out? You know, I need a lot of work as well. Oh, well, that's a good thing that you're saying you need a lot of work as well. So um, I would say just be more open to doing things. Don't expect that a girl will just give it to you i think that's a big problem with a lot of guys here even some expats like they literally think that a girl would just give it to them like yeah i'll give this to you but you're not going to get anything back so it's also just being a bit more engaging try to learn new things there's a reason why there's still porn hub in the philippines so interesting okay yeah that's it Thank for this episode of um, the, Sex- the Sexy Mind podcast powered by Pod Machine. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank you so much to Dr. Rika and Tony for having me on your show. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Um, don't forget, you can actually tune into us on Anchor, Pocket Cast, Radio Republic. We're also on here, Spotify. Uh, you can add us on the Sexy Minds at, uh, uh, on Telegram, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook as well. It's uh, The Sexy Minds. And subscribe to our podcast. It's uh, also get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you guys, uh, whether it's personal issues, relationship issues, uh, sex stories, fantasies, kinks. Please send it to us, thesexyminds at gmail.com or leave us a voice message at bit.ly forward slash the sexy minds hotline. And we'll text you on, on, on Telegram. Please uh, send in your questions through there. And uh, we'd love to get them on the show for our next episode. All right. Till then. Thank you for listening to the Sexy Minds Podcast. Make sure to follow the hosts at DJ Tony Tony and at underscore Rika Cruz to get more of their Sexy Minds. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.